Welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Each week, our host, Dr. Laura Shinneman, dives deep into school library topics to help you build your skills and take charge of your own professional development. Her mission is to create an environment where librarians flourish and become lifelong learners. Now, on to today's podcast. Okay, I want to welcome everybody to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. And today, I'm very excited to have Nartha Lugo as our guest speaker. So, Nartha, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your library background. Hi, um, I have 15 years overall in education, but 10 years as a second grade and third grade teacher, and five years as an elementary librarian. Okay. I am super excited. Next year, I will be a middle school librarian, which I am, which is a different opportunity for me to grow in my field. I feel that in elementary, we do so many different exciting activities and events to help close the gap between the home environment and the school setting. But unfortunately, as a parent and um, as a librarian, I am seeing that in middle school, it does dwindle down and some of our students lose interest in literacy. I am so looking forward for the challenges, but most importantly for the opportunity to provide enriching, robust, unique ideas to continue enticing our students and creating awesome literacy experiences. Well, that's exciting because I, I was an elementary librarian too, and I know we do lots and lots of fun things and lots of engaging with the kids. And, and I hope that some of those ideas will carry over with you um, to the middle school like you're, you're talking about there. Um, so you, you're fairly new um, into the library world. Can you tell us a little bit of your stories or what are your memories from the early time when you were starting out? Well, basically my first and second year and every year really, um, you're just surviving. Some people might have this misconception of librarians and that we sit behind our desk and we're just checking in and checking out books, but it is much more than that. I was really um, astonished as far as the workload that librarians do have. I know that when I started, I was excited, super, I'm so excited to be a librarian, but it was just a different type of uh, excitement. And now, of course, I look forward to doing all these many things, but it does entail a lot of work. Um, I remember that choosing to do what is important now is very crucial in your sanity. I didn't get to eat everything that I really wanted to, and that's okay. I mean, you get to learn and you get to see other things that are important and you go every day is different. But I did get to grow our school library and collection tremendously. A very, a very important tip um, that my mentor gave me and I still use it every year was that to do a collection analysis. I do one in the beginning and I do one at the end. And by doing that, um, as soon as I started at library and in my library, I was able to see that my collection needed a lot of help. Mm -hmm. I also realized that the population that I was servicing was not being appropriately reflection, reflected in my collection, which is very unfortunate, but sometimes um, we do get uh, that opportunity to help. And I think that um, by me doing that collection analysis, I was able to um, see I was able to see and be able to uh, find what area I needed to improve. So what, do you, so what do you mean it didn't reflect your collection, your audience? Uh, sorry, your collection didn't reflect your audience. Could you expound on that a little bit? Yes, my, my school had a population of 85% disadvantaged, uh, economically disadvantaged students, and 98.5 were English language learners. And my collection, unfortunately, had only 10% of bilingual books. Oh, okay. So with that in mind, I, I, I started and, and my goal in the beginning, my first year was to 
grow that collection to be able to reflect the students that I was servicing. And um, the following year, well, that same year, I applied for the for a huge grant, which was um, a very lengthy process. But mm -hmm. thankfully, I was able to get it the following year, which is um, the Laura Bush grant. Oh, great. Yeah, this this grant was written to help in purchasing bilingual books for our library. Okay. And I did get it, and and it it helped my collection grow enormously. Okay. You know, since you just mentioned that grant, something that I, I remember from my grant writing experience, when you have a very specific reason or a specific target audience that you're trying to support, that's really something that the, the grant evaluators are looking for. You know, not just saying, oh, I want to have better books or I want to have newer books, but like what you were just saying, you were trying to increase uh, or improve the collection uh, to reflect your audience. So that, that was a very targeted thing that you do. You did. So good job on that. Oh, and of course, I mean, I, I commend all my fellow librarian peers in PSJAB because they were the ones that were really uh, mentoring me. I had so many, I was blessed in so many different areas as everybody has our strength, everybody has different strengths and I was able to pick from different people their brain and I was able to get this together. Um, I would highly recommend for them to do some, I mean, for any librarian to continue to do research and to find out what your school's population percentages are and to continue to analyze our collections. Um, I don't know if in the beginning and in the end, like the way I do it, if that would be feasible, but if not, to just at least do it once a year to see if your students are, your students' needs are being met. That is very important for us to be able to have a collection that actually is of service to our students. Very good point. I would just like also to add that um, don't sweat the little things, I guess, right? As a librarian, I know that when I started, I, I was bombarded with lots of tasks and I wanted to help and I wanted to do everything. Mm -hmm. But um, you will always have books to shelf and it's okay. Yeah. The students yeah. will not mind choosing books from the cart once in a while mm -hmm. and promote the books in the carts as the popular books that everybody wants. Mm -hmm. So nothing will happen if you get a little behind in shelving or if your books are not shelved correctly all the time. Yeah. You'll be okay. The books will be okay and your students will be okay. Yeah. I think all the veteran librarians would, would uh, agree with what you're saying. There are, there are times when we do say that the cart, these are the best books in the world, you know, waiting here on this cart for you, handpicked by all the other students. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yes, yes. And you were right. We have to, you know, pick our priorities for sure. All right, so you're, you've been at the library now, you know, you were, a, did you happen to be a librarian at the same school where you were a teacher? Um, no, but I, I worked actually with the same principal. Oh, she okay. actually gave me, yeah, she actually gave me the first opportunity as a teacher, okay. at, uh, what is it, 15 years ago, and then she gave me the opportunity as a librarian. So, oh, yes, okay. that was awesome. Bridge over, yeah. yeah. All right, so you've, you've seen then different librarians, um, you know, when you were a teacher and now you are a librarian can you kind of describe the role that you see a librarian having like what is that influence that they have on a campus i honestly do agree when you when you hear that saying that the campus um, the school library is the heart of the school i feel that the library um just is an enrichment place that will a safe place that students are welcomed and they and you are welcoming all different types of students and it's just a, a place where everybody can feel safe and um, teachers, parents, community members are invited to create unique memories, especially with all these events that you, you carry on throughout the year. School libraries are more important right now more than ever mm -hmm. due to the many resources, databases, websites that master librarians are familiar with. 
And I'm, I'm just the school librarians themselves. We support the curriculum. We collaborate with teachers. We're leaders in our field and can be a crucial link in helping our students succeed. Yeah. And so many people don't realize that, you know, if, if you really want to get a feel for what's happening at a school, like curriculum wise, you should be able to ask the librarian because we work with every one of the teachers, every one of the grade levels or departments. Um, and we really have a good big picture of what is going on in a school curriculum wise. And, and that kind of surprises people because they just think, oh, that's the book person. You know, that's the, the story person. But no, you know, we really are. And, great partners and instructional partners with what's going on um, in the school. So that's what you, you're focusing on right now. What about as you think about, you know, we're starting to wrap up this year. What are your plans for next year? Like what, what are the goals that you're kind of working on? Well, next year, again, I will start basically again as a new librarian at a, at a middle school in a new setting. So again, I'm super excited. I know that the um, my first goal again was going to be able to do a collection analysis and be able to see the population that I'm servicing over there. Yeah. I look forward in providing like our students, our staff and community members, um, exciting ideas to promote literacy. I know that um, yesterday, as I got the great news that I got hired as a, as a middle school librarian. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, thank you. Uh, we were talking about the many databases and, and websites and, and things like that. And I just explained to them that our region one cooperative portal Macanvia is just uh, amazing and that we need to take advantage of those free resources in any way that we can. There was a ELA person there with, with us. There was an arts, fine arts. There was a social studies person. And I just love that, that in that interview, I was able to see the connection and they saw the connection of the librarians. So to know that the librarians be able to help all these different subjects mm -hmm. which is which is nice and that they were able to value that librarian so I know I have big shoes to fit but um, I'm excited and um, I'm just gonna take it one day at a time again yeah. and just learn and, and again I think that we never stop learning first of all we never stop learning there's always something new every day practically mm -hmm. I mean for sure every year so I'm excited and looking forward for it. Now, you mentioned you know, that you got to see some of the different department people and you know the importance of relationships. Have you thought at all yet about like, what are you going to do when school starts and you're trying to start building those relationships with those different people? Like, do you have any strategies? Well, um, they did mention something like that and what I, what I kind of do over here in our school and elementary level. Like for example, right now we're dealing with um, this pandemic, un unfortunate, right? But at the same time, I look at it as an opportunity because now we're able to see into everybody's classroom without actually leaving the library. When we're in the library, the setting is very different. We're there and the teachers are in their rooms. Yes, they come to you, but you're not able to go to each one as, as you want to be able to see them. So we're doing Google Classroom right now and I am invited to all 40 of our classrooms and I am able to um, assign materials to different grade levels and I communicate with the kids. I'm doing read-alouds. I'm even, I did a Google slide where it's um, my live library and I'm putting my links to my YouTube channel. So I'm hoping that, that I will be able to do all these new technology um, skills that we're, we're learning and, and be able to share that with them and for them to hopefully see that I'm there for them. I am, I am a public servant and I'm there for them. Okay. Let me ask you about your YouTube channel. So you said that's within the Google Classroom. I'm just curious, are, is your YouTube videos are they public or private or unlisted like how, how are you how do you share that link with them 
Um, I am doing Google, I am doing read alouds basically on the YouTube channel and they are unlisted, but you have to have the link basically to open it up. Okay. And okay. yeah. Okay. Yes, I am protecting okay. it. And I know that our, I, I will be taking some of them off depending on our um, copyright. Yeah. Right now yeah. we have free access because of what's going on, but I will be deleting some or taking them off from you. So those people who are listening right now, um, School Library Journal that has an awesome link to publishers who have kind of um, relaxed the, the copyright um, rules right now for how librarians can share. So if you'll find that article and I'll link to it in the show notes, then you can be sure to follow what they're suggesting so that um, you can protect yourself with that. All right, so when you and I had talked earlier, um, I know that one of the main things that you were you wanted to focus on uh, was the importance of being your own advocate and really promoting literacy. So talk a little bit about how, how do you be an advocate for yourself in the library? I mean, you use social media to the, to your biggest advantage. Social media will help you. And if you're doing, um, stay active and there's just an abundance of knowledge out there that you can um, peek into. But I, my recommendation would be just to be your authentic self. Don't compare yourself to librarians that have many, many years under the belt. We all have different strengths and therefore proud, and we should be proud of who we are and what we can contribute. Stay focused on your campus and what you need, what you need to help your campus succeed. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind your end goal and reflect. Reflection is super important of how you make your end goal become a reality. Okay. And there's a, I loved it because I went to AASL last um, fall and one of the keynotes, the thing he kept saying, he, sa he says he speaks to all audiences in, edu in education, so he switches out the, the role, but he'll, he'll say that an effective blank is a, is a reflective blank. So like an effective librarian is, an, is a reflective re librarian, or an e effective teacher is a reflective teacher. Um, and it's so true that we really do need to reflect, because that's where a lot of our growth um, comes in. So thinking about our audience, who's mostly the early career librarians, do you have any kind of first steps for them, things that you would recommend? Well, I, I always try to reflect on everything that I'm doing, especially like at the end of the year or the beginning of the year or in between basically all the time. Um, but questions I do like to ponder on all the time and, and try to remember these questions is, what do you want your students to remember when they come into your library? Mm -hmm. What do you want your staff and community members to recall of their visit to your library? Do you do your research and be the voice for your students you are servicing? Remember, we are all public servants. Again, I say that and I say that because we need to remember that. We are there to facilitate the learning of people we serve, which is our students, our staff members, our community members. We are there for them and we need to be the voice, especially for our students. Mm -hmm. And let me go back to social media that you had mentioned earlier, because right here you talked about students and the public. Like when you when you do your social media posts, who are you really trying to reach? Who who is your audience that you're trying to reach? It depends on the post itself. I know that recently I was um, I got the opportunity to be in one of our Spanish stations, and they were um, we were promoting TikToks because now PSJA has PSJ Reads, and we're just trying to find out different mediums and how to get the students to read. So I just, I think it depends on the, on the actual post itself. Sometimes I'm targeting librarians, sometimes I'm targeting um, our students, and sometimes it just depends on literacy itself. 
Yeah. So, but connecting to, to social media and staying active is very, very important. Yeah. And you might find too that um, when you move into the middle school, that, that your audience may become a lot more of the kids now, you know, because they're going to be more, more into all of that than your elementary kiddos were. So, yeah, we did mention that yesterday in our, in our interview, I said, I have Facebook and I have Twitter. And, um, but I know that my daughter, for example, she's into Instagram. So that's going to be a new platform that I'm going to have to maneuver myself in there and yeah. I'm become familiar. Yeah. And just again, for the people who are listening, if you go back and look in, in the show notes for all the different people that we've interviewed, um, we always share their accounts. And so sometimes it would, it would be um, a Facebook account or a Twitter account, but you'll see Instagram accounts as well. Um, you might be sharing the first TikTok account with me <laughs> for us today, but it's a really good way for, for our listeners to go and find people to follow. Because I know like when I got started in social media, like Twitter, for example, um, my mentor, Dr. Marianne Bell, she was already using Twitter, but I hadn't used it. And it made me so nervous. I was like, just sit here work. You know, I had my doctorate at that point, but I was still saying, you know, show me, you know, who am I going to follow? What, what am I going to post? What am I going to do? And, you know, she just said, just be alert, a lurker, you know, just keep watching people for a while. And pretty soon, you know, you start to figure it out. So if our audience is looking for great people to follow, if they'll go back to all of the show notes, um, from all the different guests we've had this last year, they'll find some really excellent models that they can follow, you know, at elementary, middle, high school, a um, couple that have even been like college level librarians that work with school librarian uh, students. So a lot of great people that you can get ideas from. So Narda, as we're, we're wrapping up our time here, um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about what, what do you do to keep learning yourself right now? You're still growing and learning. So what do you, what's the best tips that you have to keep growing as a librarian? I think the best tips would be is um, have your team because it takes a team to be an actual librarian and have your peers help you along the way. It is um, okay to ask questions and uh, I guess be, a, be flexible with your thinking and be open-minded and stay active again in social media because there is an abundance of knowledge out there and, and guess what? our librarians were blessed with librarians that love to share yes so just stay active and and be ready to learn and and be ready to take your ideas to the next level okay so if any of our listeners really connected with you today or want to keep learning from you where are they going to find you online you mentioned a couple of of social media accounts but tell us tell us where they're going to find you i have my twitter account under narva lugo123 my Facebook account is Narva Villanueva hyphen Lugo. And like I mentioned, we have our TikTok now. And um, Narva Lugo Librarian is mine. And we have our, uh, our PSJISD Library TikTok account is PSJ Reads, where we, you will find a lot of librarians in there finding different creative ways to get our students to continue to read. Um, yes, and you are so right. There are, I had never honestly even watched TikTok before. I just thought it was kind of silly. And then one of my friend librarians, Renee Dyer, um, she reached out and said, no, you have got to watch this, this certain person. And, and now I get it. You know, <laughs> it, yes. it really is a lot of fun and the kids and everybody just has so much fun with it. So Narda, thank you so much for sharing with me today and sharing with our audience. And I just appreciate your time. And I hope you have a great time um, transitioning to your new school. And thanks again for reaching out. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.